surrounded by a great God. There's nobody bigger, there's nobody greater. He's a great and mighty God. Can you lift those hands all over this room and let's just, let's just pour. Can we break our alabaster boxes now? Not saving anything for the next moment, but God, here I am in your presence. All that I am, all that I have is yours, and we freely we give it to you, Jesus. It's yours today, Lord. You give light, you are love, you bring light to the darkness, you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken. Come on, can we cry out together? Secret God bless you. This is Apostle Anthony Wilson. <clears throat> Happy Monday to you. Happy Monday to you. I pray that uh, on this snowy Monday in Colorado, those of you that are in other places like Texas and California, East Coast, and you may not be experiencing the snow, but you are experiencing the glow of God. I pray that God is just lifting you up and building you up and that he's encouraging your heart and whatever you're going through, this morning, just pour out some praise to the Lord. Just give him glory and honor because he's worthy of that. And so as we worship this morning, as we give God praise, as we just lift our hearts to him, I know you might be driving in the car, you might be in your office, and you may be uh, in a place where you can worship. I suggest that you spend some time just blessing God this morning, just lifting up his name, just giving him glory, because there's something about it when we worship God that the atmosphere changes first on the inside of us, then on the outside of us. And so I'm excited. I'm excited this morning. I'm excited this week. Uh, we have an incredible guest on our show this week. Had a powerful conversation with Lily Brown, a great friend of mine, her and her husband, wonderful people of God. Um, and I'm excited 
for you to hear that conversation. But first, we want to take some time and worship. We're going to dive into a little bit of news because I want to jump right into the segment um, with, with Lily. And uh, I just can't wait. But let's worship God. Uh, when you wake up in the morning, you ought to take some time and thank God for a new day. Thank him for life, health and strength. Thank him for breath in your lungs and then pour it out to him. So God bless you. Let's continue to worship just for a little while longer and then we will get into our segment. God bless you. Hey, God bless you. God bless you. It's Apostle Anthony. I just want to take some time and I want to share some amazing and exciting news with you. Uh, someone that I have followed for many, many years, uh, Francis Chan, uh, author of Crazy Love and uh, other books like Forgotten God. Uh, Francis Chan has been an inspiration for me. Uh, definitely an inspiration for me. But this particular announcement that I'm getting ready to make is going to be really an inspiration uh, because Francis Chan is going to leave the United States um, to go to China and he is going to be living there. He's moving his family and they are leaving the U.S. to become uh, missionaries overseas, to live as missionaries. Now, this is a man that made um, millions of dollars off of books and speaking engagements and I just love what he's doing because that's my heart. I want to see people not go after riches and fame for themselves, but go after riches and fame and resources to be able to preach the gospel. And what Francis Cham is, get, is getting ready to do is amazing, amazing, amazing. And he's not the only one to do it. And he's not the first one to do it. But um, he's somebody that I've followed for a while and I've watched and I've listened to his messages and this is an exciting thing. And so I want to share this with you. Uh, we're going to listen in as Francis, Francis Chan tells you uh, his story and what it is that is about to happen in February of 2020. Okay. Thinking <clears throat> this morning, I have been preaching at APU Chapel before a lot of you were born. Like literally every year for the last 20 years or so, I, I think it's a record. I expect something for that. Um, 
But this will be my last chapel message. Um, my family and I are going to move to Asia in February. And uh, there's this thing where a few months ago we were in, uh, in Myanmar and my wife and I and kids were just with a translator going from hut to hut in these slums and trying to explain to people who Jesus is. And these people had never even heard of him. And the eagerness, the way they listened and seeing people get baptized. And uh, it, it was just like, whoa, what do we do on a normal day that even compares to this? And so as we got on the plane home, I'm like, honey, I just, I think it's time to move. Um, it, it's kind of like, I, I describe it like this. I feel like I've been fishing in the same pond my whole life. And now there's like thousands of other fishermen at the same pond and our lines are getting tangled and everyone's, you know, fighting over stupid things. And one guy, you know, tries some new lure and we go, oh, he caught a fish. Let's all try his method. And it just feels like, what are we all doing here? Like, what if I heard of a lake that's like a five mile hike away and no one's fishing it? And they're saying, man, the fish are biting. Just throw a hook in there and they'll go for it. Man, I'll make that five-mile hike if I love fishing. Like, what would keep me at that same pond? I'll tell you what would keep me at the pond is I built a house on the pond. And all my friends have houses on the pond. And we don't even fish that much. We just go out and we hang out and we talk and we play. And I don't want to leave my friends. But if my calling is to go fish... And there's no one fishing over there. Why wouldn't I go? <sighs> All right. It's Apostle Anthony for Love Thy Neighbor. Um, just excited, excited this week. I have a great, great, great guest been wanting to sit down with her and pick her brain for a long time and the Lord has blessed us uh, to have an opportunity uh, to come and sit down. Um, got a great lineup this week of guests and this is just the first. Um, this is Miss Lillian Brown. How you doing? I'm doing good. All right. So Lillian, um, affectionately called um how did how do we even meet? I mean, we were talking about it a little bit off air, but how did we even meet? How did we even hook up? Pretty sure that I saw you preach your ordination at CCF. So that kind of gave you some credibility in my book. <laughs> um, and then when me and my husband were dating, we were looking for premarital counselors because um, we knew off that that we were definitely going to need some counseling. And um, somebody referred you guys to us and kind of hit it off from there. Yeah, yeah. We end up uh, doing a beautiful wedding. Um, it was very unique, um, one of a kind. I've never seen it done that way before or after, which is a good thing because I, I think you guys put your personal stamp on it. Uh, love the venue. Now, where was that at? The the, the venue. Artwork network. Yeah, so, it was beautiful. Gallery, yeah. It was beautiful art gallery. Awesome. Um, tell us a little bit about you. Um, you are, and I can say this as a person on the outside looking in. You are a 
Proverbs 31 woman. And when I say that, I mean that you are, yes, a, a woman of virtue, you know, love your husband, love your family, but you definitely are uh, industrious, you know, a lot going, making moves, ministry, business, you know, what? What's, what are some things that, you know, um, are really going on with you right now? Um, I actually just sat out and made a list and I kind of got overwhelmed, but, um, so I do my full time, um, web design, graphic design, social media and branding. And it's really just helping people get their businesses off the ground. I kind of, I call myself the creative midwife because I like to help Mm. people birth what God has placed inside of them. And so, um, that's been a big part of my life for the last three years professionally. Um, so that is what I'm doing. And then I have the boys clothing line. We did Denver Fashion Week last year. We're about to come out with our winter collection. And that's really just to build, like, legacy. They're cute kids. I want them to model. And that's how we got here. And what's the name of the clothing line? Blue Rabbit. All right. All right. Yep. Look us up. Mm-hmm. And ministry-wise, I'm doing some, a lot of stuff with women, multi-generational um, healing with doing Sunday dinners, trying to bring back that Titus two mentality within specifically within the black community, but in general with women, young and old, and really coming together to have some of those tough healing conversations um, and really pour wisdom out, not just from a surface level standpoint, but really getting to the nitty gritty of how to do womanhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, with all that going on. What is it like being a mom and a wife? I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out there that want to accomplish things, have vision that they feel like God has given them, and they're thinking, I can't do all that and be a mom. I can't do all that and be a wife. How do you do it? Um, I think there is something innate inside of um, some people that just won't let them just that just won't let them not create, you know. And I used to think that everybody had that, <laughs> but recently I've discovered that I know so many talented people, but that just literally choose not to do anything with their gifts. And I could never live like that. So I think in for me, like I could not live in in this world and not create something. And so whatever that looks like and however that is manifested in the earth has shown up differently in in different seasons of my life. But particularly now, um, I feel like my marriage and my children have really gave birth to the woman that I am today. Um, And it has not been easy and it has not been because everything was just perfect or or any of that. It's definitely been some real hardships. But I think that it's something about giving birth to a a human being that pushes you to be even greater, to want to be even greater. And then there's something about uh, wanting to take a stand for Christ when it comes to your marriage and and represent what that looks like to the world. And so um, it has forced me to really look to God for everything that I need. And so I don't know that there's necessarily a, a balance, but I do think that God has given me the grace to get things done that not just provide for my family, but also uh, help other women or help other people in general. So. Um, 
you said something just now that has been I don't know it, it I've, I've actually shocked people when I told them because they said well what is the balance and I have researched it and I've looked at it and I've looked at my own life and I've looked at the life of people that are really doing a lot for God and they're able to do business and they're able to be husbands, fathers, mothers, wives, whatever. Mm -hmm. And they will tell you balance. What is that? You just do it. You just do it. it. And because a lot of people, that's their number one excuse Mm -hmm. is that I feel like my life is out of balance. But if you're doing something Mm -hmm. that God has called you to, it's going to be uncomfortable anyway. Mm -hmm. It's going to be hard. You're going to be walking on water and life is going to be happening. And if you start looking at life, then you start sinking. So you have to keep your eyes on Jesus the whole time, no matter what it is. And when people say balance, it almost appears to me that they're looking for some comfort in the midst of something that is not supposed to be comfortable. Because when you're walking by faith, there is no comfort in that except for believing that what God said is what he said, and I'm going to accomplish what he said I'm going to do. And so I think number one, that's a way that people would put an excuse to fail. Mm-hmm. How do you fight back the excuses? Because you can, you have them. Oh, yes. But how do you <laughs> not let those excuses hold you back from being productive and powerful and producing you know how do you how do you do it like I said I think it's that innate desire but I think not just the innate desire to the fact that I need to provide for my family mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily fit into a traditional corporate job mold and so I know that I that I needed to have something that did not look like the corporate American dream structure and so I was constantly asking God and seeking God and and creating and trying new and different things to figure out okay what am I doing and one that I remember God telling me one time like it's not just about the food that you are cooking it's not just about the the pictures that you're taking it's not just about the how what you're creating for other people and brands and stuff it's about me the bigger overarching thing is um nourishing people like taking care of people, helping people get from point A to point B. Now, whether that's through food, whether that's through branding, whether that's looking tight in a dope outfit, whatever <laughs> it is, it's, it's all a part of like, okay, God, I see a need. I want to, I want to help. I want to fix it. And that's like who I am naturally is what I've always done. And so, um, I think that. I think. Um, Everybody say, what's up, Micah? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, Just how do you keep your excuses from, yeah, from, from just keeping you and holding you back? Because easily you could say, oh, well... I have a, I have a built-in reason why I can't. Yeah. Um. Well, that, and I think I, I don't want to 
die without fulfilling everything that God says that I could have. And so, like, when David said, like, I believe that I'm going to see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living, like, I bring that up to God all the time. Like, Lord, this is what the words say. So, I'm, I'm believing this for myself and for my life. And I know that this that I'm living in right now currently is not the best that I could possibly have. So, I'm going to keep striving and keep going and keep trying and keep keep doing um, what you're asking me to do and what you're telling me to do and what you're leading me into so that I can see your goodness for my life. Um, on this side amen so that leads me to the thought of taking responsibility so as a woman a black woman (laughs) you know there's a lot of stigma you know barefoot pregnant loud uneducated but you're you're none of those things you're a mom you are educated um, you're very um, eloquent although you said you know you don't fit the corporate mode you could sit down with those individuals and make moves you know but you enjoy being around regular people because you know you can impact them and so how do you again take responsibility for the gifting in you and not allow somebody else to say you can't do that because a lot of times there's voices saying you can't do that and if you let those voices you know speak louder than Christ in you then you won't take responsibility for what he's given you and what he's supposed to do so how do you take that responsibility and turn it into action I think that is very essential for the season that I'm in right now. Um, I had an opportunity at the end of last school year to leave my my current job, my current full-time job. And um, I heard the Lord say that I still had an impact to make where I am now. And so I decided, okay, Lord, I'm just going to stay here. And even though it was less money than I wanted to be making, it wasn't the best situation for my family, but I just felt like that it was where I was supposed to be. And a long time ago, the Lord told me that I was going to be placed in positions to speak to, to kings and leaders. And and I have watched this thing manifest and be in rooms with people that I never would imagine that I would be in rooms with, just gravitate towards leaders like all the time. And I'll be like, what is happening? And it's just literally just recently that I'm like, okay I have an assignment here like and really taking responsibility for the assignment so now like I have recognized that whatever this gift is that God is placing me for me to point to see a leader and be able to advise them even though I don't necessarily have all the experience that they may have but whatever the wisdom is that God is downloading in me is something that they need to be even greater leaders and so my boss even right now I have really taken over this advisory role and it's so weird because it's not my actual job at the school but within the I can't I mean since July I guess um everything that God has told me what happened showed me in a dream um what happened and I've advised him on has happened it's just been like one thing after the other and he's like now about to get a promotion which we already I already told him was gonna happen like all of these and he's not a believer I'm a well he is a believer. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, you know. 
Um, so yeah, so just all of these things, and I'm like, okay, let me sit in this assignment. And so I'm constantly monitoring what I'm doing and what I'm um, showing other people, how I'm interacting with other people, what I'm saying, like all of these things that I wouldn't would not have necessarily been or care about in the past seasons. I'm very aware of now, like what what impact am I going to leave here? What am I? How am I going to set up um, a culture here that really reflects God and a culture in um, setting a standard for myself um, as well for future positions and even when you were talking about the voices so I was looking at um just mo- different moves that I could make within the, the school district and there was a job and I was like oh, I don't think I should apply for it because maybe you know there's a whole bunch of alphabets in here that I don't know what they mean <laughs> right and you know just really psyching myself out and I called the director to ask him like what do you think about me applying for this job he was like oh I was gonna tell you to apply for it and I was like but there's some stuff on here that's Looks like it's way above. You know, I'm telling him, giving right, him a reason right, right. not to not right. to interview me at least. And he's like, no, 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 don't worry about any yeah. about that. I want you to apply for it. This is the director. You know what I mean? And I'm like, okay. But I was like, I wasn't even going to do it. I wasn't going to call him. I read it and I was like, ah, put that to the side. Like, there's no <laughs> way God's going to open up a door for me to make that amount of money. There's no way I'm going to be able to, you know what I mean? Just all these things. And I'm like, do that like why did I immediately go to that point like and even just I've been experiencing a lot of success on the entrepreneur entrepreneurial side recently and but it's been making me afraid mm-hmm. like why mm-hmm. am I afraid of succeeding mm-hmm. like oh my god I got all these clients and even though it's hard trying to balance all of these clients I'm still like okay what if I like I'm constantly trying to think ahead of a mistake that I'm gonna make instead of just allowing stuff to come and learning just trying to be ahead of it but then psyching myself out you know um letting those voices speak higher and so really sitting in this place and allow and being dependent on God and allowing God to to show me how to do business um in a corporate environment and on the entrepreneurship side so in doing all that there has to be times where you feel like I'm not succeeding I'm struggling. I'm failing. And how do you stay afloat and not go into what I call the blame game and start looking at people and circumstance and, oh, well, this is because I didn't have this. Or this is because maybe my husband's not, and I'm not saying he's not supporting you. Maybe, but people come up with different things. You know, shout out to Trey awesome man of God um, but how do you keep from going into the blame game whether you blame your lack of something or you blame what you're not getting or even blame God like you did this to me mm-hmm. you put me you know yeah, where the stuff is where the stuff you know so how <laughs> yeah, do you keep people, from Jesus. yeah how do you keep from going there yeah I think one of the big things I see I'm gonna address this in two parts mm-hmm. one of the one of my biggest 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 pet peeves, pet peeves while social media is a great and great for businesses and stuff I oftentimes see a lot of like God has called people into ministry or people have gifts and stuff but they're like constantly on social media like um People not supporting me or, you know, people not liking my business. Right, right, right. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, listen, I have <laughs> I have learned at this point in the game that when it's like when it's the right timing, like God mm. will blow 
your mind. And mm. in the seasons where it's not the right timing, but our guys just preparing you, like you may think it's time to launch the business, but really it's just time to write the business plan. Like Ooh, there's so many different good. parts. And because we try to like run, 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 we're, we're missing places where we need to be trained because we're already running. And so like I, and it's harder. And I try to advise people all the time, like my new clients, I'm like, listen, you need a train, don't run yet. But then they'll just try to take off and just run. I'm like, listen, I know what it's like to have to backtrack. You know, you don't want to be like Popeyes, for example. <laughs> you run know, you don't want to run out of chicken sandwiches <laughs> because you weren't prepared right. for the blessing. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, you yeah. weren't prepared for the blessing, and then they came back with chicken sandwich, and it's not as good as the first no, the first time. It ain't so something I'm like, else. Yes, and so I'm like, that that was a whole missed opportunity. But you can apply that to any area of your life. And so um, I think naturally, I am a person who checks myself first. And I and I used to do it when I was little. Like, I would go to my parents and be like, I did this. You know, or I try to say, try to save face by just taking responsibility for it right up front because I didn't want anybody else to have to check me. And so I do that to a fault sometimes. <laughs> but, but um yeah, but I think a big part of taking responsibility is admitting my part, but not just not just to myself, but to anybody else that was involved. Yeah. Um, I think that's huge, and I think it shows integrity when you're able to reflect to yourself, but also to say, "Hey, I dropped the ball here," or "Hey, this needs to happen here," and 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 it didn't, and so it's on me, you know. Um, and I think we also have to remember that we can't control anybody else but ourselves. <laughs> And so, um, <laughs> if I drop the ball, it's on me, and it doesn't really matter who did who who did or who did what or who didn't do right. it. You know, for instance, I was uh, in my crisis this week, which you laughed at me about. <laughs> but you know, my laptop screen broke, and if anybody knows me, I live off my computer. Seriously, I, I always have my computer with me. And so when, when my $1,300 computer screen book, I was like, Jesus, Jesus. Like, yeah, you know, I have every, I have client deadlines due this weekend. I have full-time work stuff due. I have birthday, baby birthday parties I got. I'm just like, Jesus, I can't, I can't afford to do this right now. And then same week, the car broke down. All of these issues are piling up. And normally that would have sent me into a downward spiral quickly. <laughs> Uh-huh. Meltdown. Like complete meltdown. Me and my husband were bumping heads. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> and so um I kind of took a, a step back. I had my little moment, like, why, 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 why? But then I had to remember, like, when Paul was sitting in jail <laughs> and he was still writing letters to to these churches. Come on. He was still fulfilling the mission, like no matter what he had, I'm like, God. I need to get this lesson because obviously I'm, I'm at this point for a reason. So what am I missing? And it's like, you have to complete the mission at all costs. It does not matter like what you don't have. And so now I'm realizing like, it's not in anything that happens. There's, there's no excuse for me not completing the mission that God has given me. Because if Paul can still preach in jail, then a laptop will be provided, just like a ram in a bush was provided for Isaac, for Abraham to not have to make that decision. Like, that's where I'm at in my walk, which a year ago, no. <laughs> but today I can say, and God did provide, like, I didn't freak out. Like, on the inside, I was like, okay, Lord. <laughs> okay, Lord. But I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I'm going to have to drop clients because the deadlines, I, you know, and that's my livelihood. That's my kids' livelihood. So all of these things are playing in my head, but I'm like, 
okay, I don't know, Jesus, but I'm a, I'm a complete the mission. So whatever the mission, whatever I got to do. So I went into work. Somebody was able to hook me up with a laptop. My <laughs> father-in-law, you know, I had his car, he, rental car, you know, just all of these things. We're going to make it work. We're going to make it work until whatever happens, happens. Like, the grind cannot stop. I can't let something, we have to stop getting distracted by all of these other things because we're so distracted and caught up in ourselves that we miss the people that we're supposed to be ministering to. And so I feel like that's even a big part of how um, how many secular artists and stuff people, God is raising up, I'm not secular artists, but like people who work in secular um, industries or industries right, are, are yeah. raising them up and they're, I mean, coming out of nowhere and I'm like, Lord, what's happening? And it's mm-hmm. like Christians, we're so caught up in, in, in ourselves and what we're dealing with and what we're facing and what I'm really noticing is that when the Bible says like um, to seek first the kingdom mm-hmm. that's real like when I start playing okay God like this is going on with myself but I still got to get up and pray um, with my sisters my marriage might be breaking down right now but I'm about to go pray for somebody else's and help them mm. every time I do that um, my business may not be picking up as much speed as I want but I'm still t- every time I get a paid client I go and bless somebody else's Amen. business. And so, like, these, I try to practice these things so that I'm constantly keeping the the, the, the currency of heaven in my life. That's it. And so, yeah. That's that's beautiful. Um, wow. Wow. So, <laughs> that was so good. I need to digest that. <laughs> um, so, what would you say to... That individual who um, they're five talent, two talent. They believe that God has called them to certain things, and they're stepping into ministry. You want to get him, Micah? You gonna be mom? Go be, <laughs> be, be be mom real quick while I formulate my thoughts. Um, what would you say to that person who they're launching, you know, uh, out into the deep? You know, they've got ideas for creative ideas for business um, to provide for their family, but they know that God has placed ministry in them. Um, but they're looking around and they, they see all the reasons why not to why they can't what would be your encouragement to that individual what would you say to them if you were looking them at them right now and they're like you know god i, I got this vision i wrote this down i just don't think it's gonna happen though and i actually or they've been doing it and it's just not going anywhere mm-hmm. what would you say to them i think number one we have to remember that there's always going to be a, a, a can't why a shouldn't a reason why you shouldn't step out there you shouldn't start it or um that, and I don't think that there's a perfect timing to start it um, to be honest I, and I and I used to be one of those people like it got to be the right timing but I don't think I think that's what you want yeah. and so um I would definitely say all you have is all you need <laughs> and I heard that at a conference recently but it it 
has really stuck with me. And I'm queen of use every resource that I have. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I mean, and you you will find yourself even getting more creative when you when you really start to work with what you have. And when you work with what you have, you give God something to bless. Mm. Like, okay, all you have is you know these two pieces of material and then it's like god will turn that into something else you'll be like i didn't even know i could make ramen noodles with this (laughs) like you know whatever whatever all i have is noodles but then god then showed you how to add shrimp and and all types of stuff to it and you created a whole new dish like it's all types of stuff and i think we have to be clear on what is from God and what is from flesh. Mm. And then once you're clear on that, then you just stride with God. Like, whatever it looks like. And I I have struggled. Like, okay, God, this is not moving at the pace that you... Or at the pace that I thought it would move at when you told me to do this. I mean, even looking at Blue Rabbit. I did Blue Rabbit when Elisha was Micah's age. Yeah. And... I'm just now able to really start putting money into it. And it's like, but this is, and, and even though to me, this is not an ideal season because he's, you know, Micah's still a baby. And so when I got Elisha in my ear chomping and, <laughs> you know, I, I got to be up late at night, just uh, whatever, researching, manufacturers, all types of like craziness. Yeah, but, yeah. um, but, and I was actually going to put it down. I was like, maybe I should just wait till they're older, whatever. And then somebody gave me a word on Facebook Live, Ooh, called me out by name. I was like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> right, Wait right, a minute. Right. I was about to put this down, you know, for real, Lord. Like, okay, maybe mm. maybe I heard you wrong. Maybe. No. And so, um, I, I, I think in the seasons where it is, where it seems like it's dry, it's a training. Mm. And it's a training to see that, like, to test your faithfulness, to test your obedience, to test how you steward things well. Like, you have to be able to do certain things at different, at, at, again, take you back to the Popeye sandwich. Like, Chick-fil-A never ran out of sandwiches. Right. (laughs) You know? And I don't know how long Popeyes has been around or how long Chick Fil A has been around and what's the the, current, the delineation between the two. But I can say that when it's it's a complete difference when you have been through things and seen things, even if you haven't been in the midst of the action. Like even just sitting back and watching right. things, like that's a training ground. Maybe you may not be the pastor mm. yet, but being able to sit down under a good leader yeah. is priceless. Like, I have been able to sit under some ministry heads now that when the time comes for me to really step into that role, like, I have learned how to do some things differently that I wouldn't have known left to my own devices or my own, this is my plan. And I was even thinking about today, um, just in transitional stuff going on at my job, that you can look at a leader's characteristics um, good and bad and still be and, and be able to still glean from the good and the bad and know and apply that to your life so yeah God called you to be a leader or God called you to be a boss and you may not be in that position yet but you can take what you're what you're gleaning from them and yeah. store that somewhere else to say when I become a CEO or a leader this is how I'm going to do things and I even think that's a lesson on submission too like women you want to be wives or whatever the case may be or you may already be a wife like Whatever my boss says goes. It doesn't really matter 
if I agree or not because he's the boss. Mm. So, like, you know, my boss gave me some feedback recently, and in my head, I was like, I really don't feel like doing that. Right, I really <laughs> right, don't right, right. Actually, right. want to do that? I don't feel like I need to do that. Actually, um, but he's the boss, and I'm not. And so, at mm. the end of the day, it's like, if my leader asks me to do something, then that's what I'm going to do. Um, as a sign of submission, not just so I can keep my job, but as a sign of submission and respect to my boss. And so we have to do that same thing at home. And I think that's the other stuff that God honors. When you can honor people who may not be, who may not deserve honor, but, or may, or maybe asking for something that seems ridiculous, but just the mere fact that you were obedient to an authoritative figure, um, I really believe that blesses God's heart. And so we have to be careful to look at every aspect of our life. Like, okay, you may want to do all these great things, but how are you leading your children at home? Mm. Like, are you leading your children at home? So, oh man, this is good. And I would, I could just keep going (laughs) and going and going. So two things I'm going to ask you to do. Number one, you got to pray for the folks. You got to pray for them because what you're saying, the Lord has really put something in you. And I would really, you know, love for you to pray for them and pray for, you know, uh, the people that need to step up and take responsibility. Get, you know, put down all the excuses. We don't need to blame nobody. Let's just get it done for the Lord. And then after that, tell us how we can get a hold of you, what you have coming up next. If there's something that women can be a part of, where they can go to get that information, um, so we can we're gonna wrap this thing up, put a bow on it. Um, so yeah, would you bless okay. the people? Yeah. Amen. All right. Mm. <laughs> okay, so yeah, let's see. <laughs> I'll keep my eye on that um, Father God, we just thank you for this time. Lord, I thank you for every purpose, every plan, every hope, every dream that you have put inside of your people, God. Lord, I thank you that you bless those of us that use the gifts and talents that you have put on the inside yes, of us. God. I thank you, God, that we will not die without achieving the purpose. I thank you that this is a season of alignment. God, you are really reconciling people back to you. You are romancing people back to you. Hmm. You are patient with us. You are faithful to us, God. So I thank you, Lord, that we would really begin to partner with you, partner with you in every area of our lives, in our families, in our jobs, God, with our dreams. And a big part of that Mm. is giving our dreams back to you, God. Everything that we have on the inside of us that is just innately seems like who we are, God, giving it back to you so you can make it be what you want it to be. I thank you, Lord, that the enemy would not be able to pervert any dreams, businesses, gifts, ministries, um, Anything that you've placed on the inside of us. God, I thank you that there will be no spiritual abortions in the name of Jesus. Mm. I thank you that people will stand up and be the men and women that you have called them to be. Hands down, God, that we would stand up and be warriors. God, that people who have been sleeping would wake up, wake up from their slumber in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, that when they hear this, God, that something would jump inside of their bellies, God. I thank you that they would partner, make divine connections with people who they're supposed to be associated with that need to push them into the next season of their lives. I thank you that they will not be complacent or live in a place of mediocrity because that's all they've ever seen. There's somebody that feels like, well, this is all I've ever seen or this is all my family's ever done. Um... 
and don't doesn't believe that you can do any different god but you are the god of the impossible you are the god that plucked abraham out of his family moved him to someplace else god to to derive the whole nation of israel so god i thank you that you can do that with people who it may seem like come from bad families or families that you can't use in that way but god i thank you that this canceled that that thought process that narrative is canceled in the name of jesus father god i thank you lord that businesses will be birthed god from people's obedience in this season. I thank you, God, that where there it seems like it's dry, where it seems like there's valleys, God, that it is a training ground and we begin to see it as a training ground and say, what and serve, God. I thank you that we would have servants' hearts. Lord, that we would hear your voice, that we would follow you, that we would be just intent on following the mission, intent on completing the mission, and, and intent on on completing the season God not just rushing off to the next season or rushing off to the next thing but finishing the job and understanding God that if we move into anything prematurely you always have to go back so I thank you Lord that we will finish things in the right season so that when the next season comes we are fully prepared to be everything that you've called us to be Lord I pray for the mothers God who will listen to this I pray Lord that you would give them dreams and visions for their future, not just their future as mothers, not just their futures as wives, not just their futures on the current jobs, but God, their futures of, 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 of eternity, God, the future that you have for them, the hopes and the plans and the dreams, God, that you place inside of them as they continue to continue to sit at your feet, that you would manifest the desires of their hearts. I thank you, Lord, that your word and your promises cannot come back void. Mm. That the prayers of the righteous availeth much, God. So as we continue to submit to you, as we continue to cry out to you, God, as we continue to place our everything that we're carrying at our feet, God, that you will answer, that you will show up, that you will not forsake us. God, your word says that we have never seen the righteous forsaken. Yes. Or even for us begging bread. Lord, your word says that the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. So I thank you, God, that you are allotting those things at the right time and the right season in our lives. Thank you, God. I thank you, God, for, for who you are, for being greater than, for being amazing, for being our mm. father, for being our heavenly husband. God, we yeah. praise you. We thank you. We adore you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> How can people get in touch with you what do you have coming up um um the winter <laughs> collection for blue rabbit is coming out so we'll have a launch soon um we will tip we won't do another sunday dinner until 2020 but we i am planning on having a birthing workshop slumber mm, party for okay. women um and it'll be multi-generational so mommies aunties daughters sisters cousins everybody will be invited um you can contact me on social media at L Unveiled. That's E-L-L-E and Unveiled, just like the word U-N-V-E-I-L-E-D on Instagram, um, which I'm on a lot. <laughs> or Facebook, Lily Brown. Or my website at lilybrownunveiled.com. I always answer there. And um, if you want to reach me. Amen. Uh, this has been awesome. I appreciate you. Love you guys. You and Trey, uh, Micah, Lysha. Love you guys. Um, it's always a pleasure spending time with you. It, it's hard to stop because we're used to just yeah. talking. So <laughs> we could just go and go and go and go. But I pray that 
Uh, the people are blessed. And until next week, God bless you. Make sure you love your neighbor as you love yourself. God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. If you want to follow up with Lily Brown and get a hold of her for women's ministry, for the clothing line, for business help, go to lilybrownunveiled.com. lilybrownunveiled.com. If you would like to donate to support this podcast, you can donate at awilson.life or right here on anchor.fm slash anthony-wilson slash support. You can also cash at me for one time or large gifts at dollar sign a wilson 2273 dollar sign a wilson 2273 you also can listen to this podcast on various outlets google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, breaker Castbox, radio public pocket cast spotify overcast google play music just about anywhere where there are podcasts you can listen to this particular podcast, Love Thy Neighbor. And if they don't have it, request it, and we'll be on there. I want to thank you again for listening to Love Thy Neighbor. Till next time, love God and love your neighbor.